Evening, everyone. Welcome to Counterparts. I am John Henry Soto, and as always, I'm here with George Batista. Uh, welcome to Counterparts, and we're very excited uh, this evening because it is a film day, and we're going to be talking about filmmaking because, you know, I love it, and George, you know, I'm sorry. Sometimes I know I go a little bit, I get too involved with the with our film guests, but uh, mm. I appreciate your patience. <laughs> I appreciate your patience, but we have Matt Shuchuk is going to be on the show. He's an award-winning filmmaker, and we're very excited to have him on the show. So please come on back and hang out with us. We're going to talk some film. So I was uh, I was telling Matt backstage that uh, sometimes I feel like I'm asking questions for myself, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe nobody in the audience really is interested. So if that's the case, please let me know in the comments below if you think that uh, I'm getting too selfish. But uh, I haven't heard any complaints yet. So nothing wrong with that, John. Nothing. I don't think so. I think it's yeah. fun. I think we're we're yeah. having a good time. We're enjoying that's, ourselves here. That's and, right. Um, yeah. Speaking of enjoying ourselves, we have some uh, sponsors that we really enjoy and uh, we want to give them some love. So please, George, take it away. Thank you very much, sir. So the Counterpart Show is brought to you by Wellness Resources, a family-owned and operated nutritional supplement company providing the highest quality clinically formulated supplements since 1985. Find out why Wellness Resources supplements are the top choice of health-conscious individuals around the world. Make sure you check them out at myvitaminresource.com. And if you enter the promo code COUNTERPARTS, you will get free shipping on your order. And on top of that, they have their monthly specials. And their special for this month, which is only going to expire in the next couple of days, is they have 25% off their daily supplements. So again, check them out at myvitaminresource.com. All right. Well, we are very excited today. We're going to be talking about film, and we have Mr. Matt Shuchuk with us. So let's talk a little bit about Matt. So Matt has over 10 years of experience in factual and scripted content as both a producer and director, a multiple award nominee. Matt has been a mainstay director on factual documentary series such as the hit Discovery Channel series Highway Through Hell and Heavy Rescue 401. He has also uh, taken home Canadian Screen Award for Best Direction in a Documentary Series for his work on the final episode of Ice Pilots for the History Channel. On the scripted side, Matt has produced a number of projects from feature films to television series, including an original concept for Comedy Central. Matt continues to develop original IP while spearheading the scripted business development. And John, I'm sure this is going to be a fun conversation today. We're going to learn a lot from Matt. So without further ado, let's bring him on board. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Matt Shuchuk. All right. Ooh, right on. All right. Thank you so much for being on, Matt. Appreciate Thank it. You. Awesome. Awesome. So obviously we've talked a little bit already about what the show's gonna be about. We uh we love uh, uh filmmaking, documentary filmmaking is such a an amazing tool, you know, to tell stories and not just that, but to really inspire people. I think documentaries are just incredible, especially in the recent, on recent, I don't know, twenty years. I think they've really have have really gone into another level of, yeah. of quality, where the storytelling is where it's strong, but the stories themselves are actually also powerful. You know, so I really love that. So thank you for being on. Um, so the way we kind of do this is George is a little bit more of an official uh, question guy. I yeah, kind of like free flow a little bit. And kind of like, <laughs> So I'm going to turn, yeah, he's organized. So I'm going to turn it over to George and he'll ask the first question and then we'll just move along. Yes, I'm not as suave as John. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, again, Matt, thank you so much for, for coming on. And um, so, I, you know, I like to kind of take a deep dive into what was your thinking, you know, way back when you, when you first got into the industry and kind of what motivated you and, and started you off on your journey. So 
tell us a little bit about the history of kind of film, you know, and how you got into it. What were your inspirations and that type of thing? Well, I'll start by saying the first thought was, what have I done? Uh, <laughs> because um, when you first get in, you don't really um, get paid a lot of money. Uh, and I came from a pretty good paying office job. Um, and and the what have I done question worked. It came up uh, two times. Uh, first, when I first started and when I got my first documentary job. Um, but yeah, no, basically... Uh, I, I've always loved film and television. I come from a small town in uh, rural uh, English-speaking Quebec, up in Canada. Um, and growing up, we didn't have many channels. Um, we had, I think, uh, the local Vermont channel out of Burlington that was super fuzzy, and the local Canadian channels, a couple of them. But yeah, um, because we couldn't, there wasn't that much access to TV, my dad... Um, ended up bringing home a lot of uh, movies uh, from the video store. He worked in Montreal, a very hard working uh, elevator mechanic and um, was uh, would drive into Montreal every day, an hour, an hour and a half to go to work each way. And then when he came back at night, his thing was to unwind and watch movies after dinner. So we got kind of roped into that. And uh, because he rented so many movies at the local video store, the local video store had a little side hustle where they would copy the new movies to make extra cash. And my dad would get those new movies. <laughs> so we'd get these oh, black wow. VHS cases with not the labels. And anyways, we would get all the new movies first. So that was cool for us because we get to see all the new movies first. that came out on VHS. Yeah. Right. So that's where it kind of stemmed. And my dad had this, you know, very unique taste in like weird movies like I remember watching IFC and like the blind swordsman Satoichi when we first got satellite. Anyways, he yeah. would just watch all these weird independent movies and stuff. So that kind of like piqued my interest, but that kind of got tucked away. I went to play uh, college hockey in the States. Um, mm -hmm. But the one thing that remained when I, when, when, when I went to play hockey uh, in university is on the road trips, they're like seven, eight hours. I was the one in charge of like renting or I volunteered to rent all the movies for the trip from blockbuster. So, <laughs> That's kind of, that was that's like my background, um, and my first production was in a, a high school where we had the choice to uh, do a report or do a video and, and, and a home movie based like as the report in our religion class. And anyways, I dressed up as Jesus and this whole thing. Anyways, so I had a very limited experience in that. I always loved TVs, TV shows, and movies, but never really had access because I came from a small town and never even thought of going to film school. It was always like, okay, go to university at the least play hockey get your finance degree or business degree and 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 start you know go work at a bank um but uh yeah i ended up uh finishing my college hockey career going back to uh, moving back to montreal and, and um through a friend ended up uh taking an acting class where i met a bunch of like-minded um you know actors and filmmakers and i had a regular job at the time and everyone um in the class were like uh, uh, waiters and waitresses and bartenders mm -hmm. um and uh they saw that i had a a company fancy company car that i was lucky to have at the time and thought i had, it was made of money but i was i had a nice car <laughs> like hey do you want to make a short film with us yeah you're the producer yeah what are <laughs> anyways um we ended up making a short film together and it was a good experience that really piqued my interest and i was like yeah. okay i think i'd like to do this for real uh, but you got to start at the bottom. So uh, just fast forwarding uh, to my first job uh, that one of my friends from the, the, the short film uh, got me was uh, they needed a Canadian in L.A. to work as an assistant to the director on a documentary series. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, any, you know, kind of an easy foray into into getting into the world. And for me, I just needed to ha have a little bit of a window or a crack in the door to get in. And I'd try, I'd figure it out. I figured that was the plan. Uh, but the thing about this first documentary, it was uh, a documentary about uh, porn stars and porn directors and producers in LA. Oh, wow. So, uh, it was a Canadian production and we filmed there. And I was like, what have I done? My mom, <laughs> my mom, my mom, my mom's friends would ask her, what, what's Matthew up to down there? So, oh, I don't know what he's on working on some documentary. And then my people would ask my dad, like friends from his the elevator industry. Oh, the other what's your son up to? Oh, he's in porn. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
that's how it all kind of started. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Well, at least and, it's all up from there. I'm. A, I'm. A, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I hear you on that one. So, yeah, I, yes. so I got exposed to <laughs> filmmaking and documentary. And along the way, you know, it's a small team. There's like a director, a, a camera guy, and a sound guy. And then there's me who's getting release right. forms from the performers before or after. So you have to pick your moment, what's best for either uh, female or male performers. Right. <laughs> forms um but everyone was really great uh that was a really great experience but what i learned is that directing in documentary at least for me like that didn't seem that hard it's like oh all you got to do is ask questions and uh you know have the direct the, the cinematographer kind of point in the right direction i mean obviously it's more than that but for me it's like i broke it down I was like I, I could do this so i kept on i'd start being really annoying with the director and asking questions and how can i do this and right you know, with the producers, I was like, <clears throat> we're, we're there for a year almost. And it's like, you know, what, what, what can I do to help? What, is there any way that I can direct? And yeah. Yeah. So from there, I kind of. At least they didn't ask you to act. You sure you want to help? Because. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but let's, well, let, let's just clarify. It was a documentary about. Right, yes. right, right, right. You were following. Oh, yeah, uh, like that industry and that world. Yeah, that right. world. Yes. And actually, a very well-respected show in Canada. It was called Web Dreams. Uh, and it went three seasons. Yeah, really well done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And it was produced by, like, Emmy Award-winning uh, producer Mike Cronish out of Montreal. And, yeah, it was, it's, it's, it, was, nice. it, was, it was very – it was the stories were extremely compelling, and that's really right. what it was after. And, you know, that's the one thing that stood out, too. It's that, you know, you're no matter what kind of world you're in, all you're doing is, is trying to find the best stories right. um, and, and access. And we had the access and, and having the best, you know, on-screen subjects, documentary subjects that are open. Right. And I learned that, that like to, to, to really, you know, that was a crash course in probably the most extreme kind of um, access to, to or, or, or attempts to get access with people because it's the most private thing you can do yet these people mm -hmm. are opening up their lives right to exactly. talk to you. So, exactly. um, yeah it was really interesting to see that and that really kind of set the foundation of how to also you know not walk on eggshells but really be delicate with people and making sure like it, and and the one thing that, that that i learned quickly i really like people and, and i like learning about people and i, I really mm -hmm. feel it's a privilege to be on set, no matter where it is, because uh, it's like a backstage pass. I, I'm, I'm lucky and privileged to, to be able to see all these different worlds, right? So, it was interesting to to you know I got I got to see really how how to behave on a documentary set because you really got to be you know a certain yeah, yeah. Sure. To be careful around yeah those situations right so right <laughs> I mean it's, it's definitely different because it's not uh, it's real. I mean we're we're dealing with real emotional. Yes, emotional uh, uh, situations and people's lives and people's, people's lives. lives. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're actually opening up. And so yeah. as a director, you have to really be be. Uh, uh, yeah. Like you said, it's not really walking on eggshells, but it's just really compassionate. Yeah. Very compassionate. You got to be, be a human being and you got to listen yeah. and you got to yeah. listen Absolutely. and you got to listen and you can ask some questions once in a while. Yeah. Right. And I like what you said about the privilege of being there, because I think there's there's a lot in the industry that they lose sight of the fact that man, this is like a privilege. If, if you have a camera and you have actual, a, a compelling story and you have, yeah. and you have people that are involved and, and it's really something that a group is putting together, you know, that's a real blessing to be part of. Yeah. And, you know, I think it gets lost sometimes with uh, in, in the industry, you know, you'll be on set somewhere and somebody, you know, you, you know, they'll be like, Oh, how much more? Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, and you'll, you'll get that everywhere but but just the fact that um that you said that it, it just shows a lot about what good of a director are you in documentary because it shows that you you care and you want to be there yeah uh, i want i wanted to ask you a question about compelling stories that's that's the that's the game right we're, we're trying everyone's trying even even original narratives yes. documentaries is finding a compelling story yep. and then finding ways to tell it when you hear someone is bringing you a document, you probably get that a lot. You get emails. Hey, I got an idea for a yeah. documentary. What are you looking for when you 
when you read that email or you have that conversation with somebody? Um, for me, you know, what we look for here is um, how new and unique is the world. So let's say, you know, we do a lot of, you know, blue collar factual stuff, but we have, you know, uh, a wide range of projects in development. But yeah, for us, it's how unique is that world, no matter if it's blue collar, no matter if it's a, a dating series or what have you. Um, it's it's has it been done before? Is right. it like because it's because mm -hmm. it, it's mm -hmm. another gold mining show, right? Or another tow truck yeah. show is kind yeah. of like saturated yeah. right now, right? So it's like, right. well, you know, how new and fresh is that? But then also, aside from that, it's how great are the characters? And it's like mm -hmm. the characters have to be great, right. you know. Um, they could be doing the most interesting thing in the world, but if they're not compelling, they're not funny. Um, yeah, it's 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 going to be a struggle, and you're going to you know disappoint your broadcaster, your network. Um, so yeah, that, that's that is how unique is the world, uh, how interesting the world is, but then how great are the characters? Like we, we got very lucky with Mike and Avery from Rust Valley Restorers. It's like lightning in a in a bottle. Um, they are you know the biggest thing with that show is whenever fans come up to them and meet them for the first time like wow you guys are exactly like you are on tv mm. and and that for me is like the kind of like the I, i'm the most proud of that because we're not you know yes there's story editing and the, and the show gets edited but yeah to to have that translate and to know that my instincts were were correct or our instincts me and my, my old business partner um tyson um yeah, is 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 super uh, rewarding because it's you know that's we followed our instinct on 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 trying to find like the best characters possible and did and then capitalized on it. Yeah, and that's the tricky part, Joy. Don't, don't I promise I'll let you ask a question. Go go right ahead. Um, <laughs> but that's the tricky part, right? Because you you have because you yeah there are these sometimes you can have a really interesting character off of you know not without I'm not on camera. And then yeah. you put them on camera, and then something happens where it yeah, they freeze their, up. They freeze up, or they try now to be something. Yeah, and they didn't have to. They they were already that thing. So that's another challenge, you know. So when you get that, that like you said, the lightning in a bottle, it's like it really is gold. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Okay, George. I always no. I was. It's it's interesting you say that because I always wondered when I when I've watched some of those shows, like, you know, is this person actually like that? You know, yeah. you know, you 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 have this idea of like, are they really like just putting on this complete facade, or are they, are they actually like that, or how is it a give and take? You know, so that was one of the things I, I I've always wondered about that. Now, when you're when you're doing stuff like that, whether it's you know whether it's just a, a regular film or a documentary, or whatever, how much input are you getting from the actors or you know the performers themselves versus what you're, you know, what you're giving them? I mean, on the Rust Valley Restore show with Mike and Avery, they give us a lot of feedback. Really? I should be dealing with the edit on this. And like, you know, um, you guys don't know what you're doing. Follow me. Don't worry about it. Like, That's funny. We, we ask questions, right, throughout the day. Or, you yeah. know, it's like, who writes? Like, you know, because, you know, we cover, we film, we shoot everything. You know, we shoot like a thousand hours in a, wow. in a year. That's wow. that shoot show takes a year. We it, when we did twelve episodes for two seasons, I think we shot 14, 15 months because it's wow. it's like a pure process of yeah. following the guys, restoring all these cars and these stories, and the cars take forever to restore. So it's like, you know, yeah. and um, so we have to ask a lot of questions. And uh, Mike is like, "Who writes these questions?" They say it right into the cameras, and. <laughs> And they're like, oh, it's Sam or it's Katie. It's like, and then so, but they, but we have a really great relationship to the office yeah. and, and Mike. They they just like, they're like, just like, they're children in men's bodies. Uh, right, right, right. And uh, they love their favorite thing is to like make people uncomfortable or to make them like to joke with people. And Perfect for uh for that yeah. world. Yeah, yeah it works. It works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that that's kind of the key thing when you get someone that's just that comfortable with being uncomfortable with yeah. being in an uncomfortable situation that they love that that experience. Um putting a camera, that's 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 awesome. Um I wanted to to go back a little bit on uh, what you you mentioned earlier about your uh, um 
um, like the transition, you know, when you took an acting class and then you kind of were on a, yeah. a film set, you know, when you were on that film set, was there something that interested you behind the camera immediately or was it a gradual thing? I mean, my, like, to be honest, I originally, like, I was like, I wanted to be an actor. Like for, for like a few years, I wanted to be an actor. I was like, if I can't be a pro hockey player, I gotta be an act. Like that was kind of my drive, and it's it's a bit superficial. But then you get into it, like I did with my hockey career, and you know I played college hockey, I played Division One in the states, and that was great. But when it was that was over, it's like that I'm not gonna. Yeah, you come to realization and come to terms with what you can't be. Yeah. Like, what can I be next? And what, what's the next stage of my life? So it's like, you know, taking the acting classes, you know, you know, I did some auditions. I did like a few parts in some French TV show, like very small parts as a hockey player on the ice with a few lines. And that was fine and all. But for me, it was once I did that short film and as a producer that I got to do a bunch of roles, it was like, oh, I love this, like all the troubleshooting and all the. Yeah chaos and trying yeah. to get stuff done and like the r race against the clocks and I, I and I, I think that was a bit of like uh relates a little bit to hockey and just like the competitive nature to it but also like yeah just like the rush the job done and the, the yeah the the rush and adrenaline right yeah. so um yeah from there I I realized that you know maybe if I worked at it I could become an actor but that really wasn't my thing and and being on set was like wow I could be a producer potentially. I could be a director. I could be anything from here. Uh, really piqued my interest. Uh, but I found out pretty quick that you had to start at the bottom. So, right. and, yeah. but, and, and I was a grinder in hockey, so I figured I can grind this out. So I started, um, yeah, as an assistant director and in that first season on that documentary on web dreams, uh, unfortunately, one of the other directors in one of the other cities, we were shooting in LA, Toronto, Chicago, uh, one of the other directors fell ill and uh, one of the characters needed to go up to go do a shoot. And they're like, Matt, you want to direct? And I'm like, yeah, of course. You like, cause I had done, asked a few questions on set here and there. I was like, yeah, no, I think I could, I could handle it. Okay. Well, you got to go direct and shoot. I'm like, well, I've never shot with a camera before. Wow. <laughs> they sent me up to wow. Chicago with a small camera to follow the character, but it really was cause I had met the character before and, and she felt comfortable with me. So just like hanging out for the weekend, they didn't like expect anything from the weekend, the producers. So I went and I uh, shot a horrible sequence of scenes that were not the proper color balance, underexposed, overexposed, not framed properly. I had to do audio. I was like fumbling around, but I got along well with the character and she said, oh, Matt did a great job. <laughs> That's what you learn, right? You can throw right into it. Uh, yeah, like, and I, and I just, I just, you know, was like a concierge to the city and making sure that she was comfortable and having a good time with her and her partner. Um, and it was great. We got back and they're like, this is what you did wrong with filming. This is what you did wrong with directing. But, you know, maybe we'll give you another chance. Uh, so they did later on in the year where I had a, when I had a camera guy and a sound guy and I just had to ask questions and direct. And that was like, boom, boom. It just felt yeah. like, because I, I, I absorbed everything. As soon as I knew... I, I, you know, I had the access and I was there. I was all I would, and I wanted to be a director at that point. Um, I just absorbed everything around me and yeah. yeah, every single bit of directing and started to look at camera, camera work and stuff. Yeah. Um, and later, uh, had another opportunity to start to be a shooter director. And that's a, yeah. a little bit of another story, but yeah. 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 We'll definitely, uh, touch on that too. You know, let's also clarify, you know, like, directors and cinematographers because you know people say well you're a filmmaker i'm like yeah i'm a filmmaker so you know can you use these cameras and here's this new camera that just came out can you and i'm like looking at it like i, I don't even know where the on is Alien technology. <laughs> you know, yeah it's like that's not really what i like i just did a music video over the weekend and i had a cinematographer who was great yeah it's like i need this i need that he had a big monitor he sets oh, it up and then I look at it, I'm like, oh, that's that's what I wanted. <laughs> he did what I what yeah. I wanted, you know, and it's like such a joy. But I think that that the director, you know, the industry, or not the industry, but I, I think fans of film, 
yeah don't understand sometimes the difference being you know the, the roles and what it takes to make a film like what a, you know a five minute sequence can be <laughs> it can be hours and hours and hours hey like yeah, yeah easily you know unscripted. so yeah unscripted for sure yeah exactly oh yeah exactly that's another that's another issue so can we talk a little bit about uh rust it's, it's rust valley restorers right yeah. uh season five yeah right uh talk a little bit about that and how that experience is going and uh and how how did that come about it's going great yeah i mean every year we kind of wait on ratings and and, and sales and, and how, how the show's doing to see if it's going to get renewed um and we were lucky to get a season five uh even after season four kind of felt like it might have been a bit like the end of the road for the show um because mm. the show's about you know mike hall uh and his uh, partner in crime best friend avery shof and mike's collected over 500 cars in season one over the last 35 years uh and they put them in this field and every episode they restore a car from the field uh or do a client or do a car for a client kind of thing um so at the end of season four um, which has been out now for a while, but a bit of a spoiler alert for anyone uh, who might have not seen it, but Mike auctions off the rest of his cars. And we auctioned off 472 cars in a day, I think, or something like what that. Well, yeah. there were like, like, you know, there were parts car. There were some anchor cars, some nice finished sure. cars. So I thought that was maybe the end of the, the series. Yeah. But there's, it's, the, the, it's, there's, such an immense amount of, of stories in Rust Valley and in that part of the world, hmm. people wanting Mike to restore cars uh, and Mike, he's constantly buying cars and, and, and falling in love with cars. So there's all, there's so many different stories we can tell. So when the network asked if we could do another eight episodes, I said, yeah, of course we can do as many episodes as you want, as many seasons as you want. So, yeah. So we got into season five and I guess the, 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 the idea there was, you know, how are we going to make this season different? Mm -hmm. um and you know there, there's a bit of like kind of planning out like what cars he's going to do and like you know talking to client to clients to see which cars we'll, we'll have on the show and stuff like that this year we kind of like just followed what mike was going to do in general we didn't have like a, like we'd always do like a uh, a demolition derby or like a, a roundy round hit to pass as they call mm -hmm. it uh, kind of race but this year it felt really 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 organic uh, and and uh, and followed like Mike's journey and Avery's journey because Mike ended up buying a hundred more cars over the winter with his money, <laughs> and then Avery had problems with uh, the local uh, district because he had too many cars in his yard, uh, which is a bit more residential. So he had to do it. So, anyways, um, there's a lot of stories. A lot yeah. of stories, <laughs> and so, yeah, it, it, it was an easy yes for us to be like, "Can you do it?" And yeah, of course, yeah. The, yeah. So. Um, yeah. But yeah, I know it's, it's an emotional season, a uh, bunch of tears, a bunch of laughs, you know, and uh, a lot of rust being turned into uh, fully restored cars. So yeah, I know it's we're pretty, pretty proud about this season. That must be really cool, though, to be on the front line seeing the, uh, the, the car and thinking that ain't never going to look good. And then seeing yep. the <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty impressive transformations this year. I think one one truck had over a thousand hours into it, at least. Oh, at wow. least, oh, it's insane. Yeah, there's some pretty cool builds. Yeah, yeah, it's such an incredible world, like cars. Like I'm, you know, I'm from New York, so I had a metro card, and I took the subway for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Started driving. You know, when we Nashville, you have to drive here, but you know, it's it, but there's this other world. We I would go to car shows, and they they that that's another world that you just cannot. If you're not in it, you're not yeah. in it. <laughs> right, right, right. But there's but there's always a car that you can potentially relate to. Being at a Lamborghini, you saw on a poster, or right, right. That someone's like they have their favorite kind of car. Yeah, so like a like, night Rider. Comes, there you go. <laughs> that writer comes down, I'm gonna scream like a girl. I'm gonna be like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's really interesting to see like in the summer now, there's over probably fifty to hundred fans that stop in at the shop. And it's like wow on the trans off the Trans Canada Highway and not a very populous town, but it, it is a you know well traveled and people from all over Canada, we've had people from all over the world stop in and everyone has a story about a car. It's, it's really wonderful. 
to hear their stories and to even though I do put up barricades uh, to not, to say the shop's closed and they, everyone gives me shit about it. But because uh, <laughs> uh, if you have everyone's coming in to, so we have to, we had to establish rules where it's at lunchtime and after yeah. four thirty because you got to you know, shoot. We're, we're we're shooting the documentary, but also like if Mike and the guys keep coming out and giving tour, like the everything, like the cars progress will not happen right so, right, right. right. you're looking at like another year and a half for like 10 episodes <laughs> yeah so there's sometimes a love-hate relationship between them and me when i'm like i yeah. come in and, <laughs> and, and, and lay down the law with the barricades and like trying to, well we got to keep things going here guys because i you know the first season i directed uh yeah. and produced and blah 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 and now i'm strictly executive producing and producing it so yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's also the job of uh, well, an executive producer, but also as a director to get to keep the show going because yeah. uh, it's very easy for like a quick little five minute conversation to turn into 15 minutes. And people don't realize that 15 minutes here, 15 minutes every day, you've lost hours and hours. So yeah. sometimes you got to be a little bit and, and, and being tactful is is a key thing. But sometimes yes. you got to be, OK, guys, see that sun? If that sun gets over here. Yeah, we are done. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so we have to get these shot. We have this is how much we have left, and if we don't get that done, so you have to be that. Do, do you? Um, you said you said they give you shit sometimes for that. Is that something that that uh, not not in this project, but just in in other projects that you are? Are you like the guy that kind of keeps the the ball rolling, and you're like, okay, guys, we got to get this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's subtle in a sense that you know I won't be pushy on a on the daily. Right. But like we have to make like we, you know, stuff we shoot is like six, seven, eight months it takes to shoot the shows that we do. Right. So, okay, guys, we got to like, you know, yeah. keep yeah. this momentum going and, you know, on a more of like a weekly or monthly, you know. But when I show up, I, yeah, I tend to <laughs> pick a bit and be yeah. like, what are we doing? People oh, see. I went to lunch or what, you know, or they, he, yeah. He, yeah. They're like, hide the barricades. Matt's coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, put the back, put the barricades back up. Put the barricades yeah. So that's funny. Yeah, something I've always wondered about with with watching series and directors and this type of thing. And again, I'm I'm a lay guy. I re, I don't know much about this stuff, but I was always curious. You know, when if somebody's on a like a TV series, for example, there's yeah. always a different director that comes in for what you know. How does that? I mean. You know, you're, you're. I'm assuming you're dealing with a different style every single series. I mean, I don't know how does that work when it comes to right. You have to kind of like learn how what that director each week is. You know, their style is that how that something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, we've what we've done a lot now is graduated some of the cinema, the camera guys, cinematographers to directors. Hmm. Um, That's even, even our sound recordist because we're, we're small teams, right? And you know. As, as the years go on, depending on budgets, you got to be kind of, you know, frugal or creative with your, 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 your assets. So our, our sound recordist who does our sound mix also, uh, Adam Nogler, he's fantastic. He's now like directed the last few seasons. Wow. Um, wow. So he's there. Oh, the guys okay. do two, two week shifts, so they do two weeks on, two weeks off. Right. We go home to the families. That's, that's really important to me. Uh, I have a family. Uh, and and um, although I don't get to see them as much as my character gets to see their families, right. I was always the one on the shows before I had my own company, like on the the tow truck show on Highway Through Hell. I think I have the record for most weeks in a row working. I did thirteen weeks in a row, so it's oh. like that's like wow. my Ukrainian whatever hockey grinder background. But right. so for me, it's important for them, you know, as I, now I have children stuff to make sure that they get home yeah. to that. So we have. Uh, some of the camera guys have graduated to 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 directing, uh, so yeah. So it's it's a lot of the guys that know the style, uh, okay. and, and are you know it's shorthand to to execute, and it's it's yeah. pretty pretty easy. And there's always Mike and Avery there to remind them if they're not doing it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you have them watching over. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the, always the challenges with shows is uh, when there's a show that has been on and you have different directors coming in, yeah. you know, they have to obviously be familiar with the show, totally. but they also have their own style. So you, exactly. know, you don't want a director to come in and change it so drastically where it loses the momentum that the show has built. 
Yeah, exactly. But I think that's smart with the cinematographers because they've been there. They kind of know the show already. Yes. So yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, that, that's really that's really cool. And, we, and, you know, you know, at times you try and bring in some other directors, yeah. um, you know, and, and, you know, because they're new, it's not because they're not good because they're new or they're not. Mm-hmm. You know, they, yeah. It doesn't doesn't really work out because, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they you need that. You need, you need the, it, at the bottom, bottom, the bottom line at the end of the day is you have to be able to get along with the characters. Right. If that's right. not there. Well, yeah. then everything's gonna. It's not gonna be fun for anyone. Yeah. So. Well, I can imagine a brand new director, poor guy coming in or girl coming in and having to face. Yeah. <laughs> say, Who wrote these questions? Well, that's it, right? <laughs> or even just following, like uh, following a scene. We had a scene in season two where the guys were dropping off a convertible Camaro at a, a, at a car show, but it was in a covered trailer on a two hour drive and all the dust and dirt from the ceiling in the trailer fell onto the white upholstery. Oh, and Mike wow. was super in bed, like he was upset about it and they had to clean it out and they didn't have a vacuum and his son went to the pharmacy and they bought like a crappy little vacuum and the knob was breaking off and it's great stuff. Yeah, great content, but, but yeah. And, and <laughs> And I was there, but I wasn't directing. I was just like right. kind of supervising. And Mike, Mike is a very strong character, and he, yeah. was, he, he was like, "No, we can't film this." I'm like, "Mike, wait, this is what we do. We're filming. Like, this is the this yeah. is really happening. We got to film this yeah, stuff. real life." And he took it out on the direct. He like he's like he can he when I when he used common sense with Mike, he can't argue. But there's a new director there who I'm friends with, and he's great. And he tried to like diffuse it too. And dude, you don't know what you're talking about. You're just a sycophant. Like, I didn't know what that word was. I was like, oh my God, you're so rude. But like, Dictionary. they can lose, they can get upset. And you know, and you have to be able to like kind of take the punches and roll with it, right? Yeah. So have yeah. thick skin is a big thing. We're not just getting along, but that's right. Sometimes they're going to have bad days because you're with them so much. Right. Yeah. You're going to get them when they're super happy, when they're super upset. Uh, you know, Mike's, you know, had. Yeah said some awful things to me and I've said some awful things to him right. because, you know, we're, we're, yeah. we're friends also. I've known him for a mm-hmm. long time, but you know, yeah. that you're, you have to, it's, it's like being living with a brother or sister. Right. Know? I was going to say it is, it is becomes a family and yeah. that's part of the, that's part of the challenge. Yeah. But it's also part of the fun too, because now you it know, is. you could say those things and you're both going to show up to work the next day that's right, right. And we're gonna go for dinner or go mike loves right. going to see movies and we go yeah. he, you know and we sit there and we go watch you know whatever the latest blockbuster is and listen to him sing along to the music and it's super distracting and like right. <laughs> but it's 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 you know we laugh because that's mike and, and it's just but it's fun because it's yeah. you know we get to hang out and, and kind of just you know not have the cameras around and, and just be buddies exactly uh joe do you have a, do you have a question uh, yeah i was, was going to say to, um so you've won quite many awards there. So right. talk about the awards and yeah, uh, oh, yes. yeah and, and how it felt to, to, you know, to win those awards. Yeah, no, we got to crack, crack the USA and crack the Emmy side of it. But, uh, and you never know some other stuff, hopefully down the road, we got a project that's a feature doc coming up that we're, yeah, we're very uh, excited about, but yeah, no, I mean, again, being competitive and coming from kind of like a hockey background, it's always, you always want to win. You always yeah. want to do your best and you want to, you know, get those accolades to, to show that your hard work's paid off. Um, and yeah, no, it, it's, it's, um, it's a tough industry in Canada and we're on the West coast. So we don't, uh, you know, Toronto's the hub. So a lot of like the voting and stuff kind of comes out of Toronto. So it's kind of hard to like break in and get an award because everyone kind of mm-hmm. votes for people. They don't really know us that, you know, yeah. we're pretty far West. Right. So, uh, but we're still part of that community. So, um, yeah, no, um, the, yeah, the, I, I got nominated for uh, a, a, for directing on Highway Through Hell. Didn't win, um, but got a taste of it. So wanted to, you know, keep pushing. Uh, and then I did a season of uh, Ice Road, uh, sorry, Ice Pilots uh, for mm-hmm. History Canada, um, and uh, was lucky enough to be nominated and and win the award. Wow. And uh, unfortunately, I was not at the awards because my, uh, my 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 son was being born. Um, oh, okay. That's the and, best award uh, right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, got the news uh, in the hospital, and it was it was, uh, it was a great feeling to to have uh, both a child born in, into the world and then and win an award. But yeah, no, it's it's you know we want to for us it's we always want to you know 
do our best and be the best yeah. and be competitive. So we're always kind of, you know, making sure that we're pushing ourselves, pushing each other to, uh, to, to, uh, yeah, to deliver the best product uh, possible and the most entertaining and fun. Like we just don't yeah. want to follow like Mike and do a process show and show like the, like, you know, we, we, I've done that and we can do that and that's, that's no problem. But I like the, the, the character driven documentaries sure. um, yeah. because it just makes it more fun. Right. And, and yeah. we got one shot at this, you know, our time, our time here and, and we want to make the best of it. So for us, it's, you know, we, we want to put our best foot forward and, and push, push it. Yeah. Push the right direction. Try and win awards. I mean, you know, people say, Oh no, you, you know, that's too competitive. I'm like, well, I mean, you know, the, yeah, the whole award, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, I know that the award shows and have been getting kind of a bad rap and people kind of put them down, but you know, they're real validations of hard work and it, it's, it's actually a, a, it's actually great to be able to say, you know, I, I worked my butt off and this is, this is what I, you know, this yep. is something, somebody validating what we've done as a, as a team, you know, I think that that's really important. So, I think I know that the award shows sometimes they kind of go into weird areas sometimes, and I yeah. think that's what kind of makes it seem whatever that's controversy behind it. And it's like at the end of the day, it's just like who was nominated, who did you know yeah. who won, who you know no one is the best, right? Because that's not really a real thing. It's not, you know you say he's the best yeah, actor. Yes. Well, it's not the best actor, but for right now, they've chosen him his performance as the best right exactly. now. And everyone else is, you know, so I think that awards are really great. And I think that that uh, we need to kind of go back to like when they were actually, you know, people were saying, yeah, that's yeah. awesome, you know. People need to be recognized for what they do. And, for, and, you know, you know, at first I was like every year I was like, oh, okay, you know, I need to get a nomination. I need to win. And, you know, once I won, it's like, okay, that's cool. That's great. And we still, you know, submit and we, we push. But my, my favorite thing now is to, because like the one thing that was as I was coming up before I had my company was, it was hard to get the production companies to submit you because mm -hmm. like a few hundred bucks to submit and it takes time and you need to have people in the office to do it. My favorite thing is to get everyone into the nominations from the editors to the camera guys, some you know, right. sound, everything. So we, I spend a bunch of money because I was not treated a certain way. Right. right? And so right. I want to make sure that, so we have, you know, I didn't get nominated this year. The show didn't get nominated, but the story department got nominated for Rust Valley. Nice. And last, okay. You know, and, and last, like uh, we did this other show called Backroad Truckers. I think we won almost every category in the, in, at least in the wow. BC awards. Right, right, right. You right. Know, which is great, you know, and it's, it, it makes me really proud to see them win. And it makes me really happy to, 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 to you know, to, to make sure that they get submitted for that. So that's a yeah. big part of, part of our company. Is that's awesome. That's, that's right. I can do yeah. as many sushi Fridays or bring smoked meat from Montreal and brisket or maple yeah. syrup from back home. But to, to, uh, to, to see them yeah. get nominated is, is, is very special to me. Yeah. That's what a leader does. That's what yeah. a good leader does. Yeah, that's awesome. absolutely. That's right. Yeah. I wanted to talk to you about uh, a documentary that you had mentioned uh, before we went on the air. Um, oh yes, yeah, of course. I want to. I want to talk. I, I don't want to give away what it's about. I want you to tell us a little bit about it because I, I was kind of blown away by. Uh, by yeah, I mean, you know, I, I love describing it because it kind of like it comes across at first like, oh yeah, it's kind of been done before. But right. yeah, no, it's it's it's. Um, it's a doc. It's a feature documentary. Our first foray into like a feature doc um really always you know wanted to 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 uh to to make a, a documentary or participate in one uh lucky enough got hooked up with a, a new friend of mine who's helped me on some sizzle reels and development stuff um great director cinematographer named pablo garcia um and uh we teamed up uh and we just finished principal photography we might have some pickups left some interviews but basically it's a, a feature documentary about uh this 31-year-old uh, Brazilian gentleman who's a surfer. And uh, he um, his quest is to surf the biggest waves on the planet. Uh, he wants to surf the biggest wave of his life in Nazare, Portugal. And everyone's seen 100-foot wave and the second season's coming out and that's all cool and they've kind of done that. But the big thing about this is he's 100% uh, blind. 
so he's the only fully blind surfer to ever surf Nazare. Uh, and uh, yeah, so um, it's been a wild ride uh, and uh, a lot of ups and downs. And, you know, he got injured and, and it's, 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 it's a combination of a family story, inspirational comeback, um, you know, themes, theme documentary and yeah super excited about putting it together we're going to edit now pablo i'm picking him up in a few hours from L from la at the vancouver airport he's flying in and he's going to be wow. here for 10 days but yeah it's it's basically yeah uh, about a, a blind surfer blind from birth essentially um and uh surfing big waves in nazareth it's phenomenal that is gonna be so epic i can't wait to see that that's awesome Incredible. I mean, I get I get nervous when I get water in my eye when I'm shopping. <laughs> <laughs> like, I start panicking. Like, <laughs> you know, um, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the your your company, yeah, sure. this production company, and I mean, <laughs> the fact that <laughs> the whole executive producer directing, and you know, then you're in the editing room. And now you take it on to actually have a company. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're either like really ambitious or you're just insane or a little bit of both. Yeah, I think it's a bit, a bit of both. Yeah, my yeah. wife, that's for sure. So I tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we, we started five years ago uh, on the heels of Rust Valley getting greenlit um, and got another uh, show greenlit a couple of years later called Backroad Truckers. That's in the second season on Hulu. And then, yeah, no, just, you know, off the heels of that, we got a first look deal with Chorus Entertainment that kind of is one of the big two or three uh, networks, uh, conglomerates uh, for media in Canada. So they like have History Channel Canada, HGTV Canada. Um, yeah, and, and Food Network Canada, stuff like that. So they're a big company. We got a first look deal. So they got all my ideas first over the last few years. So that was a big, you know, boost and supercharge our development. So we have a lot of stuff in development, over 20 shows in various stages. Uh, a few on, on the cusp of green lights. This is looking at like being our bigger year, biggest year yet. Um, and yeah, just, just continuing to work with great creatives um, and, and work with people that have, you know, like-minded, you know, work ethics. Um, and we've also just opened up an office in Calgary where we're doing some production service work. Uh, that's where they shoot Last of Us, that new HBO show. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So we have a service uh, office there with edit suites and equipment, and we do our own sound mix and we do our own color stuff. So yeah, so growing, growing out that way. But for me, um, yeah, no, it's um, if I don't fill my day with work, I kind of feel useless. So yeah, I, as you become an executive producer, it's we're doing development, doing this and that, and it's like oh. Uh, I need to fill more of my day with some other stuff. So we started right. this, this, right. this satellite office in Calgary and kind of growing out that way. But we're pausing there for now as we got a lot of work coming in and, and you know, yeah. there's such a thing as growing too fast. And uh, yeah, but no, it's been uh, a wild ride and uh, it's kind of just the beginning still. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's such a blessing to be able to wake up and do something you love because is it really work? I mean, yes, it is work. Like there are days, right, where you're kind of like, I'm sure you know, you're you're like, you know, on the computer answering emails and yeah. trying to get budgets and all that stuff in in, in place. That's exactly but, it. That's what I did today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but at the at the end of the day, you know, you're doing something that you're really passionate about, and mm -hmm. it is that that whole uh, is is that thing that people don't go after, you know, because they. Yeah. It's it's the difficult. You could have stayed at that office job that you mentioned. It was a good paying yeah. job. Good. It was During a great time. It was a great company. Great people. Great company. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it could and and there is that idea that that's safe safer. You yeah. know, in in reality, it's not really safer because you're not really creating what you want to create if you're a creator. Yeah. You know? So at the end, then when you're retiring and you're getting your go watch, then you know you're like, God, I didn't really create what I wanted to create, and now it's kind of right. late. But you right. take that that leap with so many people. Um, do you have any advice for anyone that's on the fence on trying to start, like a, 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 not not just a production company, but just really looking at at their passion to try to make money from their passion? Yeah, yeah. And I, and to piggyback on that, I'm just I was going to ask you this before. I'm I'm just curious. Like you were at that job, and you know what was the mindset of making the leap into 
going full-time eventually and you know what what did you feel was it was there that fear like oh my god you know so you know kind of talk about that piece as well extreme fear and anxiety is that a good yeah thing? yeah yeah exactly <laughs> in, in between i ended up I, like you know like those college painting signs you see around like town and stuff yeah, yeah. yeah yes. for my a buddy as i'm trying to crack the industry i was wow. like making 15 bucks an hour painting wow. houses uh because i need to pay the bills because yeah. so uh definitely um you definitely need a, a strong work ethic mm -hmm. and if you can outwork the next person that'll get you a leg up the other thing is, if they ask you if you can shoot and use a camera, say yes and figure it out. That's, <laughs> what, I, that's what I ended up doing on another shoot. I know I said I bungled the, the Chicago shoot on that one, uh, my first attempt, but um, on another shoot, I, they asked if I knew how to shoot. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. So the next yeah. couple of days, uh, I'm dragging, it was just me and a, and a sound guy. I was dragging my 65-year-old sound guy around back when, like, there was no like wireless. So he's tethered mm -hmm. to my camera. Dragging him around. Holding up the <laughs> box monitor as I'm like shooting like this oil rig, drilling a hole for an hour. It's just drilling a hole. There's like this French. I said, Matthew, you're doing an art film on the on on the, the drilling of a hole. Like no one shoots this long. You're rolling like you gotta cut. I'm like, no, I'm shooting everything. He's like, whatever. He's like, you don't understand. Anyways, I ended up shooting a bunch of stuff and they loved it. But like I was calling my cinematographer friends, like, what are these buttons for? What's this color temperature thing? Like, and they're like, What are you doing? I'm like, I'm shooting and directing a show. Like, what and anyways, yeah. anyways, I did it and they hired really? me full time and yeah, the rest of uh, history. But, but yeah, no, I think it's 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 being able to listen to everyone else that has the experience uh i think i said that earlier it's like listen listen yeah. listen and absorb as much as you can when you're in those opportunities and in those those situations where you're on set don't just focus on your job like, do your job but every other moment that you have is like what's the sound guy doing mm. what's the camera guy doing what's the producer doing when he comes on set how is he treating people and it's really just absorbing that because that's i was just yeah. a sponge so be a sponge and work harder than everyone else yeah, wow, yeah, nice. yeah, that's nice. that's exactly. And uh, you were drilling that hole. I just kept thinking that's riveting. What <laughs> 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 I like <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, but I want I, I had one where um, where you said um, just say yes. So I, I was I was an actor. I was in front of the camera for yeah. for a while. And because I'm I'm a I'm a short Puerto Rican. I, there was a, a shortage of short Puerto Ricans in New York actors. <laughs> so I I cornered the market. And um, but somebody asked me, they're like, hey, John, you know, can you shoot this? You know, I know you're you do films and stuff. And I was like, yes, I can. I didn't have a camera. So <laughs> I said, yes, you know, what, you know what I did? I actually went and I borrowed a camera from a, an accountant that I know. He had a like he had a Canon Rebel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got the Canon Rebel. I got a thing and I went and I shot this thing. And I, you know, I think I made like 100 bucks, but I shot it and they were really happy with it. But I had no idea how to use it. I went home and I figured it out, you know, and YouTube, we had YouTube set. This was about maybe eight or nine years ago. And I saw YouTube and I saw a video and I, and I got, got the hang of it. But you're right. It's like, if you really want to do it, just say yes and then yes. figure it out. Yeah. Because you're initially, you want to say no. Yeah. Right. But if you're going to say yes, then you got to figure it out. Don't say <laughs> yes and then don't figure it out. <laughs> And figure it out quick. <laughs> and do yeah. it quick. Like you, as soon as you say yes, that's when you go home. And from that yeah. moment until you got to shoot, you're just you're just working. So yeah. when you get there, you have some sense of comfort that you're like, yeah. okay, at least I know where the on is. Yes. This is the focus. This is where I can focus, right. and I got to point it. That's right. Because yeah. everyone knows pretty much how to frame. It's just the rest of it. The rest of it. Exactly. Exactly. You try not to double hit the record button, which I've done many times. In right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I didn't get that. Oh god. <laughs> Can you cry again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <yeah, okay. laughs> Documentaries. <laughs> um, oh, I, love, god. I, love, I love this. Um, so when you so many questions, because you know uh, my, my head is filled with like so many uh directing questions. But as a director, I love directing and, and that to me is really you're right, you have to be in the center of that room at all times. Yeah. And know what everyone is doing you know and especially um like background because <laughs> yeah. they they think they're at a party 
Yes. And, and they'll be like, where are they? They're, they're upstairs drinking, you know, eating all the craft services. Um, <laughs> but making sure you know where they are is, is also, but, but yeah, that, that skill, you know, uh, what is that? Like, can you explain what, <laughs> because it's sort of like being aware of everything at, yeah. the, at one time. And it's such an amazing thing. Like I, for the first, you know, I think I figured it out maybe like two or three films in where I realized, oh, this is what it is, you know, and I read things. It's like just knowing what everyone's role is, yeah. knowing where everyone should be, being organized with your paperwork so you know what the next thing is. Yeah, totally. You know, and then, but, but, you know, can, can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, we're, we're at 55 yeah. minutes, George. Wow. <laughs> into it. Wow. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it is, it's for sure an adrenaline rush. That's the one, one draw. So you, you, you have to deal with the fact that all eyes are on you and you have to get stuff done. I mean, right. scripted is a bit different than unscripted, of course, because you have a bit more time with unscripted, but um, yeah, especially on a scripted show, which I've done a few of um, it's yeah, you better have your, your shit together. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah. And be able to like troubleshoot and adjust and adapt pretty quickly. But yeah. I mean, it's, it does take a certain kind of person. Don't show fear. Uh, yeah. You can't say <laughs> Yeah. And it, but, but don't be afraid to ask for, I think I like asking yeah. for some input. I mean, I'm not going to ask necessarily the PA's input input. Right. <laughs> If they have a good idea and they're just and, and you've chatted with them, maybe you know. Yeah. But no, like like you know, if you're a cinematographer, of course, like, I don't mind looking. I it's I think it's it's just to not be ashamed or shy to like get some input from other people too, because it's right. like no one's all knowing. Yes, there's directors. I think you know, big Hollywood directors. They're probably pretty. Uh, protective of their their craft and what they're doing, but mm -hmm. they're also not sure how it's going to turn out they can't guarantee no. it's going to be a you know yeah million dollars like so you know i i'm i'm okay with like being a bit more open and, and vulnerable yeah i think it also helps relax everyone else but i mean when it's time to do the work and we're under the gun it's it's like military sergeant time kind of thing and it's like yeah. let's go and so you got to be able to like give and take because mm -hmm. you got to be soft with people sometimes there's different personalities then you got to be on it and when you decide don't be, don't be a jerk is right point. right don't be yeah, a jerk. Right. and when you decide on something you know make sure your decision is strong yes. so they know that you're willing to make that decision that has to be made and sometimes it's a tough decision but you got to make it and yeah. you got to make it quick um but yeah that's 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 uh it is part of the rush but at the same time it's it you know can keep you up at night oh yes um Matt, this has been such a tremendous joy like i said before mm -hmm. I, look at the time is we've almost at an hour now um, before we, uh, we, uh, say goodbye, I want to ask you a, a question. Um, you know, the last couple of years have been very challenging for a lot of people and our artists, especially, you know, kind mm -hmm. of looking back out. So, you know, do you have any advice, especially as someone that's, that's done so many of the different roles in that industry, yeah. if not every, everyone, <laughs> all of them actually, yeah. um, any advice for someone that's coming out or maybe afraid to come out or just is that, you know, trying to figure out. Uh, what should they do? Any words of, of encouragement for them? Yeah, for, for me, I mean, I was pretty shy growing up and, and throughout, you know, kind of out, out of college. Uh, that's I kind of forced myself to take those acting classes to try and get out of my shell. But yeah, you got don't be shy to take that first to take the first step. Always just take that first step and don't don't hesitate. Don't hold back. Don't second guess yourself. If you want to do it and give it a shot, it, it might not be for you. But at mm -hmm. least again, like you said before, it's like you don't want to be wearing your gold watch in 50 years and saying, I wish I, I should have tried right, it. Exactly. Try it. Yes. Most, of, most of people will love it because it's mm -hmm. kind of, it's, 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 it's once you get into it it's the people and, and the camaraderie and, and uh, you know, seeing everything, you know, executed and on screen at the end of the day is pretty darn rewarding. And yeah, it's just, don't be shy to take that first step. And, and, and uh, cause at the end of the day, everyone had to take that first step and everyone started as a PA and didn't know what the hell they were doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Awesome. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank Matt. you guys so much. This was really great. Oh, thank you. That was great. We great. We, we'd love for to have you back again. Uh, I love that. You know, and especially yeah. I want to keep an eye on this uh, documentary. I don't know if you have a title yet, but um, 
Currently, it's untitled Blind Surfer Doc. It's been circulated as Breaking Dark, but we're, we'll see where it kind of lands in a little bit. Okay, awesome. Yeah, we'll Great. definitely be following you. And uh, let me just... Absolutely. Is this the correct website? That's the one. All right, so awesome. check him out there. Check out all his production. Uh, we're very, very excited to, for all the, the projects that are coming out. Matt, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Thank Have you, a wonderful sir. night, and we'll, we'll, be, uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Cheers. Thank you. Awesome. Wow. Awesome. What you a see, great conversation. Yeah. I know. And this is what we, we always say about the, the, not just the industry, but um, how you have to, you know, your, your mindset, right. Your mindset <laughs> in the industry has to be a very specific. He has that thing that we, that we always talk yes. about on the show yeah. that if you don't have that, you ain't going to make it. You're going to be it's asked true. to leave. Cause at the it's end of true. the day, you know, people, the, the, these productions cost a lot of money. And they, they, the money has to be have to has to be regained. You know, right. not everything right. happened. You know, but but at least if you have to work and you have a better chance. Exactly. And you have to exactly. have the right mindset to do that. So that's awesome. So thank you very much, uh, Matt, um, for being on the show. We appreciate it. And George, thank you very much. Um, I usually thank play you, a sir. little bit of music out, but I kind of forgot to play it tonight. Um, John, you went off script again. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but thank you there we go. For, uh, for joining us this evening. We uh, love having have We're having dinner at the Chez Lafon. And uh, we'll take a check, please. Um, <laughs> want to thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you again next week on here on Counterpart, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For George Batista, John Arisoto, Counterparts. We'll see you all next week. And as always, 